he was showing me how he's going to move among us this morning. So if you're here this morning and you're dealing with pain in your body, some kind of sickness, I want you to stand up. The reason I'm asking you to stand up is because I'm going to pray for you. And standing up is a step of faith. So just go ahead and stand up. If you're watching online, you can do so as well. I want you to take an action of faith. Now, what I want you to do is wherever you're hurting, whether it's inside, internal, external, just put your hand over that. Because the Bible says that wherever there are two, as touching anything on earth, that his father, my father, will do that which you ask. So this morning, there's a healing presence in this place. Our Savior is here. Healing is walking among us. So I just want you to put your hand wherever it is that you're hurting, wherever it is that, that you're sick. If you're watching online, whatever, if you're dealing with COVID, whatever it is, whatever symptom, place it there now in the name of Jesus. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the blood of Jesus. We thank you that by your sacrifice, we've, we've been made whole and that we're healed. And I speak healing to everybody at the sound of my voice right now. In the name of Jesus, organs are made whole in Jesus' name. Blood is made strong in Jesus' name. I thank you for muscles that are strengthened in the name of Jesus, that we have the mind of Christ, a sound mind, a strong mind. I thank you, Lord, that there is no weapon that is formed against us that will prosper, but that we walk in victory because our banner is Christ. We give you glory and honor for that in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. You can be seated. This morning, thank you so much for having me here. Pastor asked me to, to be here, and, and I honor Pastor, and, and we just pray as he's on the road traveling back that he, he comes back safely. Amen. I, I love that guy. That guy, we, we, go, we go back. We go back. And so uh, I was just excited when he called me. So um, I want to give you some words this morning that I want you to get used to, okay? So I want you to do me a favor and repeat after me. Say, um, say yes. yes. Say amen. amen. Say I agree. Amen. I have it. It's mine. I received that. that. Woohoo! <laughs> and thank you, Lord. These are phrases that you can use as I'm bringing you the word of God. All right? Because I believe in a church that's active. And we just read, the Bible said that there were two or more agree as touching anything on earth that our Father will give us what we ask. Is that not true? I don't know about you, but I'm ready to receive something from God this morning. I've got an expectation level that's peaking right about now. And I know God is willing to move for those who are hungry for his presence. So I want to go this morning to the book of Romans, the book of Romans chapter 10. If you have your Bible, Bible is a book with paper pages. You can turn there with me. You might have some kind of device. Just go there online, an application, whatever it is. Romans 10 verse 17. It says this, and I'm reading from the English Standard Version. It says, for faith comes by hearing and hearing of the word of Christ, of the word of God. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the word. We thank you that it's life to those who find it and health to all of our flesh. Lord, our minds are ready. Our hearts are prepared to receive the seed of your word this morning. For we know it will bring forth the harvest and we'll see a change in our lives. In the precious name of Jesus, amen. So some st studies show us that, that that scripture says that that faith comes from hearing and knowing the word of God. Knowing, you know, it's something to hear things. It's a whole nother thing to know them. 
Now, how many of you have children? How many of you have more than three or four children? That's a lot of kids. <laughs> Reason I say that, my wife raised her hand. My wife is with me. Praise God. Beautiful, wonderful woman right here on the front row. Not the one on the right, the one on the left. That one's mine. Amen. <laughs> we have taken on ourselves a, 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 the task of, the calling, I'll say, to adopt four children in Costa Rica. So we have actually been living in Costa Rica and we're visiting here for the holidays and we'll be back uh, soon. We'll be leaving back on the 30th. But we have taken on four boys, four boys. Do you know how much noise that is? <laughs> That's a lot of noise. And what happens with all that noise is that you start tuning stuff out just because it becomes background noise, you know? It didn't mean much. It did just, it just something in the back. And, and as pastor's talking about the, the, the Christmas noise, there's Christmas noise and there's the noise of Christmas. And so the noise of Christmas is a beautiful thing, but Christmas noise, that can get distracting. And so as we're raising these kids, uh, then you, get to, uh, you get to try to tune them out, right? But then suddenly there's a certain tone or a certain uh, level of stress that comes out of one of the voices that it grabs your attention. Well, I want to focus on different sounds of heaven that grab your attention. Now, if, if faith comes by hearing, hearing and knowing, that means that then I'm going to hear things, but I'm going to hear them to an extent that they become a conviction on the inside of me. And it's now not just something in the background, but it's something that I've decided to identify with. It's something that I've taken for myself. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I'm going to take that. Oh, I, I like that. I'll hear that. I receive that. That's for me. Now, it says that hearing the word of God is where this conviction comes from. So how do we know then that what we're hearing is real or that it, that it has substance behind it? For example, how do you know when mom means business? Oh, see, everybody knows that voice. When, when, when mom talks, there better be an answer a response of some sort. But why is that? Ask yourself, if you remember, let me, let me jog your memory a little bit. The first time that you didn't respond, how did it go for you? Not very well, did it? What happened? Mom proved that her word was good, right? And that's what happens with the word of God. Maybe the first time you hear it, maybe it was just something in the background. But then all of a sudden, God proved himself. Oh, maybe you're in a place in your life where you've seen, I've never seen God prove himself. Just wait, watch, listen, hear and hear. And you'll begin to see God move on the inside of you where it's no longer a background noise, but now it is a noise of heaven. And now it's a noise of changing, of transformation, of being renewed, of, of seeing something completely different. Mom proved herself. So I challenge you to allow God to prove himself. As you hear and hear the word of God, then begin to respond to it. This morning, I asked you to, to stand. I asked you to lay your hands on yourself. I asked you to speak and, and agree with me. Because God said that wherever two more agree is touching anything, that he will do and, and give us what we ask. So how many believe that? Then allow God to prove himself. 
We're talking about the same God of creation, the God of impossibilities. The God that said, call those things that be not as though they were. The God that has given us our identity. He's the one that said, now, place your hand, touch anything, speak to it, and watch me work. Because what you're saying is not coming out of you, it's coming from me, and I don't lie. Galatians 3.2 says this, let me ask you only this. I'm reading again the English Standard Version. Did you receive the Holy Spirit by works of the law or by hearing with faith? As we focus on the hearing and knowing, there's a conviction that forms on the inside of us, and that conviction allows us to stand. He tells us who we are and what belongs to us. Some of us want things because everyone else has them. Some of us want to act because everyone else is acting. Oh, that's a good idea. Do you know that the majority of people are followers? You know, I was driving by a, a cattle ranch one day, and I looked over, and I just saw all these cattle just following one another, have no clue where they're going. And that's a majority of us. It's not me. I like to put my head up and say, what's going on? Where are we going and who's leading this thing? And I encourage you to be that type of person, too. Don't just because it feels good, because it sounds good, because it's the right thing to do. Everybody's doing it. That it's something for you. Because even though it may be good, it may not be for you. So as we focus on these things, you have to ask yourself, does that thing bear a witness with me? Does it bear witness with my spirit? What, is, what does it mean, does it bear witness with my spirit? Let me, let me talk normal to you. Does it feel right? Do I agree? Or is it just something that feels good for the moment? And how will I know? What is my, what is my compass? What is my limiter? What direction am I supposed to go in? Well, for men, I've often said this, is sometimes when you can't hear God, listen to your wife. Because she sounds a lot like the Holy Ghost sometimes. And it's just safe. But you'll know because you hear and hear and hear. Now, how many can say that we've grown up, and if you're really young in this place, pay attention because it, it's true. I don't care who you ask. You grow up. And you're, you find yourself in a certain situation and you say to yourself, oh, I could hear dad saying right now. Oh, I know what mama would say. Why? Because you've heard and you've heard and it's become a conviction on the inside of you and that's going to guide you to your next decision. It's the same with the word of God. See, mama didn't start talking like that until she knew what the word of God was and it became a conviction in her. So that's why it's so important that we begin to listen to the noise of heaven so that we know how to respond here on earth as we stand. Because let me tell you, and if you're from Oklahoma, you already know, these winds will come and they'll take your breath away and they'll leave you standing in the cold looking. <gasps> but if you don't know where you stand, you could pass out. You could fall out. You go out in the weather and you're not prepared for it. You'll know really quick that you should have done something different. So what I'm trying to do is encourage you not to get to the place where it's too late. Let's listen now. Let's know now. Isaiah 55 verse 11 says this. 
so shall my word that goes from out of my mouth, I'm sorry, so shall my word be that goes out of my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which is purpose to accomplish and shall succeed in the thing for which I sent it. Today, we confess God's word over your body. We confess healing over your body according to the word of God and what we've heard. And I expect now it starts becoming a knowing on the inside. Then his return, his word will not return void. You know what that means? That means you got what you said. Now, I expect that by the end of this day, you begin to sense a change, begin to sense a healing, begin to sense a soothing, begin to sense some strength in you. Because the word of God is alive. It is life to those who find it and health to all of our flesh. And there should be no doubt that we've received something from God because he keeps his promises. We should have the faith that a child has. Scripture even says you should have childlike faith. What does that mean? To have childlike faith. Well, I love using an, an example, and, and I've decided and I've promised that I wouldn't use his name anymore because many people know him, so I'll just say a child. Not any real special child that I know, just a child. Not anyone that I, you know, was raising or anything, just a child. So there was a child that believed anything mama would tell him. So one day, mama told him, you have an inheritance. You have a legacy that you can walk through walls. He said, what? No, I don't believe you. No, it's true. All you have to do is say with the legacy that my father gave me, I will walk through this wall and just walk right through it. I don't believe it. You're not telling the truth. Well, you don't have to if you don't want to, but it's yours. And that child believed. And he got up, and he was at Taco Bell. And there's glass doors there, you know. Oh, actually, he tried it on a regular wall first on the way to the restroom. And he walks over through that wall, and bam! Hit his head. He believed. Well, you didn't do it right. See, you got to believe. You can't just say it. You got to really know. And so that child did it over and over. And let me tell you, he took some smackings on his head till he realized, nope, it's not going to happen. But the point I'm getting at is that when mom spoke, he believed. When father speaks, we believe and we act and we doubt not. There's plenty of noise that'll make you and tell you, remind you why God won't, why you're not worthy. Well, guess what? You are worthy. All of your past has been erased. Today is a brand new day and you have a clean slate before God. So every promise he's giving you is yes and amen. Now, I see a lot of heads nodding, but they're not saying any of the words that we went over. So we must have that faith as a child. It's like when a dad goes off to work, right? And he's in construction and he's off on the road 
And it's coming Christmas time, and he calls home and talks to his son and says, son, I got you a bike. You know what that boy's going to do? He's probably just going to leave dad hanging. Mama, I got a bike. He's going to run and tell little brother, little sister, I got a bike. Daddy got me a bike. He's going to run out into the neighborhood and say, I got a brand new bike. Now, let me ask you, does the boy have a bike? Yes, he does. It's just not in his possession. It's already his. It was bought for him. It was paid for. It belongs to him. Just like your healing. Just like that thing that you've been asking for. It's yours. Okay, so I, how do I get it? How do I ride this thing? How do, I, how do I get on it? How do I see it? Doubt not. Doubt not. If he said it's done, it's done. That, that was an amen moment. If he said it's done, it's done. No matter who says what, and watch this, among all the noise that we're hearing right now, your body is one of the loudest ones. It'll remind you with pain. It'll remind you with weakness. Every time you go to the medicine cabinet, it'll remind you. Don't listen to any of that. Do what the doctor allowed you to do because God's not limited by any, any doctor or any, any kind of a direction or instruction that you should take. God is a God of impossibilities. He's a God of miracles. He, he, he does anything with anything you give him. All he's asking for you is to believe. So the bike is yours. Healing is yours. It was bought. It's paid for. And what's going to happen is that little boy's going to walk around long enough saying that bicycle's mine, that one day he's going to be riding that bicycle before you know it. What's going to happen is you're going to be saying my leg is stronger, amen, because God gave me a stronger leg. And before you know it, you're going to have this stride going about you like you used to have when you was a young'un. Hebrews 4.2 says this, for the good news came to us just as to them. But the message they heard did not benefit them because they were not united by faith with those who did what? Those who listened. I can preach. I can teach. I can show you. But if you don't listen and with listening comes knowing, then it's no benefit to you. It's just noise. So what will you do then? with the noise that you're hearing now. Will you listen? 1 Peter 2.24, let me remind you of this. Who his own self bore our sins in his own body on that tree, that we being dead to sin, that we being dead to sin, or in other words, being in a place where sin is defeated, should live unto righteousness by whose stripes we were healed. Now, God's ultimate plan, you need to know, God's ultimate plan is not divine, he, uh, is not, uh, uh, <clears throat> I'm sorry, is not divine healing, but living in divine health. Could you pass me that bottle of water? <clears throat> See, I was offered a bottle of water earlier to have up here, and I turned it down, thank you. <laughs> I guess they knew, I should have listened. I didn't want a bottle of water because when I swallow, then everybody hears me swallow. You know what I mean? So 
God's ultimate plan then is not divine healing, but living in divine health. What kind of life is there to chase after God for a miracle every time something happens instead of living, being led by him, listening and knowing where we stand in him to where those things have no strength or power over us? Amen? Amen. Another amen moment. I receive that. So it's not about a miracle. It's a constant work with God. Let's go to Mark 4. Mark 4, verse 21. Here we're going to talk a little bit about this, this, this chapter was talking about the sower. And the reason we're going to go over this is because with all our knowing, we have a responsibility. See, if you're sitting in this chair, and I'm sure everyone here that's sitting in the chair, you should be involved somewhere in this ministry. Because it's not enough just to know. Our responsibility is to go. If it's true that you've been set free from slavery, then wouldn't you want to tell the world? There are those that are are found in our jobs, in our workplaces, friends, neighbors, that tell you, and I know for a fact that they'll tell you what they're going through, how difficult it's been. The, the, the pains and the sufferings that are going on, especially during this season. And you have the answer. But man, I understand it's going to take a sacrifice for you to take just a few moments to share Christ on the inside of you. But if it's such a great sacrifice, then I have to ask myself, did he really do the work in you? Are you really convinced? Is it real for you? Or is religion something that we just practice? See, I'm talking about a living God. I'm talking about a God of transformation, a God that's made new, a God that's healed. And let me tell you, I've seen miracles. I've seen God do amazing things. He's moved me to Costa Rica to raise four boys. That's amazing. And I have to trust him. We have to trust him completely. Do you know what it is to leave the security of the U.S.? You have no idea. I'm an electrician by trade. I can go out and do a job anywhere and make some money, make sure we're fed. Out there, I don't know what I'm going to do. I have to trust him. But he's faithful. And he's shown me he's faithful. So what am I doing? I'm starting to teach people there. All right, let's start having Bible studies. People need to know who they are. People need to know that there is a God that loves them and cares about them and is there for them. And that's what we do. And maybe you don't know all the scriptures. Maybe you're not graduated from some kind of institution that teaches you the ins and outs of of, of theology. But you do know what God's done for you. And that's all you need. What did he do for you? How did he pull you out? How did he comfort you in a time of hurt where you felt lost? How did he show you direction? You can share that. And it's what they need. And people of God, that's called the gospel. The good news. And that's what we're called to take to the world. So verse 21 of chapter 4 of Mark says, and he said to them, is a lamp brought, brought in to be put under a basket or under a bed and not on a stand? Nothing ex- is hitting except to be made manifest. Nor is anything secret except to be made light. 
If anyone has ears, let him hear. He said to them, pay attention to what you hear. Pay attention. With the measure that you use, it will be measured to you, and still more will be added. For those who have, what do you have? The seed that has been sown in you right now. Those who have, more will be given, but those who have not will be left without. It's the have-nots that I'm telling you about. It's the have-nots that you know. You have, so give. We've been called to give. Deuteronomy 30. Deuteronomy 30, uh, verse 10 says, You know when you copied and pasted and the, the numbers of the scripture didn't come on? It says, if you hearken to these words of the Lord your God and everything is written. If you hearken. God is showing us. Listen. Listen. Joshua 1.8. Be careful to do everything that is written. This book of the law shall not depart, is how it begins. This book of the law, the Bible, the word of God, shall not depart from out of your mouth. So all of the hearing, all of the noise. Do you know one of the least noises that we listen to, yet we hear it all the time? And men will tell you, they do it more than women. Is your mouth. Why do I say men do it when we're women? Because we just say stuff sometimes and it's too late. You got to take it back. I know no man can, can witness there. That was an amen moment right there. That was a oh my something. We say stuff and didn't listen to what we said, but she sure listened to it and now we got to fix it. <laughs> but we listen to ourselves the least. That's why it's so important to have the word of God on the inside of us. Because maybe you don't have the scripture around, a Bible to pick up or anything, but when it's planted on the inside of you, then you're in a place where you can speak it forth. And when you speak it forth, guess what? Faith comes by hearing and hearing. And not only hearing you reading, but hearing you confessing because now it comes from a place of knowing, a conviction. There's power behind it. And you can believe. And then you can add your belief to someone else who believes and then you can see God do things. Because he sends his word out. And where's the word coming from? Your mouth. And things shall be done. Now, some of you are probably sitting here, I'm going to try this, see if it's true, see if it'll work. Well, go ahead. And when it does, call me. I want to know. Tell Pastor David. He'll tell me. I mean, stuff is happening in the church. People are saying stuff and God is doing things. Imagine that. The church doing what it's supposed to do. Amen. Amen. Well, I, I normally like people to stand when I close in prayer. So if you would and you can, please stand. And I pray and hope that this short message was something that you could just grab a hold of and start using in your life. Because the truth of the matter is, we don't want it to be noise in the background. We want it to be alive on the inside of us. Amen. Father, we thank you for your word. And Lord, I just pray that this seed that has been sown, that we know has been sown into good ground. That it shall bear a harvest, Lord. Enough to feed many more, Lord. 
I thank you, Father, that it'll be taken forth from this place into places that we'll never see, but people will hear your word and will be set free. I pray for a compassion by your spirit, Lord, that as we look upon others, we can see what you see and we can minister where they need to be ministered to. And the words that you give us, Father, that will fill our mouth, will bring healing to them, will set them free, will bring them peace, encouragement, the right word in the right season. We thank you, Lord, for we're yielding vessels to what you want to do in us and through us. Use us, Lord. Let it begin today. Bring those across our path, Lord, and give us the courage to speak life to them. For your word tells us that you put life and death before us and encourages us to choose life. So we choose life this morning. And as givers of life, we're obedient to, obedient to wherever you lead. In the precious name of Jesus, Father, I pray blessing over this ministry. Pray blessings over the pastor and his wife, the pastors and their wives and the leaders in this church. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for supernatural reach into this community. Father, that they're in a place where their voice will carry forth because it is a voice of life. It is a voice of strength. It is a voice of the good news and it will not be faded back into the noise of this world. We thank you, Father. We give you glory for it. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. amen.